plonkers, plonkers, plonkers. Hello and welcome back to the Druzy Yarn. We're starting this Druzy Yarn with a bit of bad news about the podcast this week. I've had a bit of a stinker and I apologize. The interface was playing up all throughout the recording of this episode. About 60 to 65% of the podcast is the, the crisp microphone audio as usual. And then the other sort of 35, 40% is camera audio that I've had to try enhance and play around with. So it sounds a bit weird in parts, but it's still a great yarn nonetheless. Keep showing your support. It's been very good recently. I appreciate everyone that watches it, and I hope you get around this episode because it's a very interesting one. Again, I apologize for the audio issues, but we'll be back next week with a very big, exciting episode. Stay tuned to the channel for that, but firstly, enjoy this episode with Zach Doherty. Hello you plonkers and welcome back today to the Druzy Yarn episode 9 and today I've got the most different guest we've had so far. <laughs> I've got my big friend Zach here. I used to go to high school with Zach. He's a bodybuilder, a coach and it's all around good bloke. Zach, welcome to the channel. Welcome to the podcast. How are we doing mate? Good brother. Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. Um, so yeah, we went to school together and you left me. So I did. Thanks yeah, for that. I, did. I remember you um, saying, I think we had like a computer class together or something and you're like, yeah, I'm leaving school and I'm like, sick, mm. great. But um, <laughs> yeah, the first time I ever remember seeing you was when we used to ball against each other down in Rocco. Oh ways. yeah, I remember that. Bit of domestic basketball. Did you see me before I came to school? Yeah. Yeah, you we, did. we used to play together. So I remember when you come to school, I was like, this kid used to chop me up at basketball. <laughs> um, but yeah. You're you're a bodybuilder now. Bit it's, of a bit, it's of, a bit a of a change, isn't it? Massive. How yeah. do you reckon you'd go? Do you reckon you'd be a bit of a shack these days, or because I remember you as a as a yeah, sort of three point specialist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, man, I would say if I played again today, I'd, I'd need a bit of time. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. More so, I probably if I gave me two or three months to get back into shape, um, probably move a bit nicer. Yeah, a bit more lateral quickness and things like that. Um, I'll do all right. Do you reckon you'd be able to dunk with those thick quads that you have these days? I dunked it a few times, man. Yeah? Yeah. I probably, around the age of 17. Yeah. Um, I had a few injuries before before then. Mm -hmm. Got back um, into a lot more strength and conditioning. Yeah. Um, then. Wasn't, obviously, the weight was nowhere near it is now. Mm -hmm. That's probably another thing. I'd have yeah. a lot more explosiveness now, but yeah. the weight, you know, extra 30 kilos is mm -hmm. a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would definitely try attempt it, man. You've got the Zion Williamson build these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we um yeah went to high school together. I remember one of the first things that made us bond was the NBA, and in particular, mm -hmm. Jeremy Lin mathematics playing basketball. Oh, I remember that. My homie started my yeah. And then, yeah, we just fucking started playing a lot of two K. Yeah, bro. A lot That's of park. Right. Yeah. And yeah, just run it up. No one could stop us, mate. Those are the days. They Those were the, are the days, days, man. Life was a lot better back then. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> a lot, <more laughs> a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember back in those days, you you just out of nowhere started missing a lot of school, mm. and I was like, "What's going on, Zachariah? Why why yeah. are you missing school, mate?" And you were going through some health issues at the time. Yeah. What What did you have? I had a, I had a few things. So I think it was what time? I, I think it was around March mm -hmm. that year. Um. Had a basketball tournament. Mm -hmm. It's called the Coban Classic. Um, it was in Wobble. I, I broke my foot. It was probably a third or fourth game. It was, I think it was the second day yeah. of the tournament. Um, in the first second, the, the the first second of, of the, the game, game, the jump ball went up. I changed directions, planted my foot, snapped my fifth mat. Oh, right off, rats! Like I was like I was gone. Yeah. And my coach was like, "Come on, mate! Like <laughs> you're overreacting now. Your foot's not broken. You know, I got pulled yeah. off." And I was like, nah, it's broken. But, you know, back then, you know, I'd fall over all the time, you know. Yeah. If I was hurt, you'd know about it mm -hmm. back then. 
So, yes, it could have been overreaction, but definitely wasn't that time. I could actually feel the bone. Like, it did not, didn't even feel the same. Yeah, okay. And I, I sat out that, the rest of that game. A couple of hours later, jogged around an oval just for maybe 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Just to try and get some adrenaline, trying to get the, rid of the pain, mm-hmm. smash, you know, some neurofin down. I was She'll like, yeah, be right. fuck it, I'll be right. Yeah. Played the fourth game, you know, no pain at all through the game. Sick. No Happy pain. days, fixed. It was fine. <laughs> and then straight away, man, five minutes after the game, walked outside, sat down, tournament was done. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I can't walk. Kicked in. Yeah. And then I'll say, you know, recovery is around probably about 12, 14 weeks mm-hmm. for a broken fifth mat. Um, it wasn't a, a straight snap. Okay. It was a decent fracture. Yeah. But I think it was maybe, it was probably maybe an inch off being a lot worse. Yeah, okay. Where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and around probably halfway through my my recovery, my ankle just got like massive mm-hmm. like, out of nowhere. Like it was probably be that big. Swelting. Just like swelling to an extreme. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I've got a broken foot. Maybe just because, you know, I'm starting to weight bear a bit more. Body's starting to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And then it was my other ankle. Like, what the fuck is going on? And they're yeah, like, right. this is weird. I mean, you're on crutches on one foot the whole day mm-hmm. as well. You know, you could just be a bit more sensitive to having inflammation in your body. Um, I was obviously highly stressed. Cortisol's high. I was like, yeah, okay. I'll just keep an eye on it. It was a lot of pain as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just inflammation. And then one day I just woke up, both wrists just like this. Yeah. You couldn't even see, you couldn't see, see any bones in my hands, any veins. You couldn't see my knuckles. It was just like this. And since that day, it's continued and now you're just a big swollen. Yeah, it was just, it's, it's not muscle, man. It's just <laughs> inflammation and swelling. So you and just fluid. swole your way up into a bodybuilder from That's breaking it, your man. foot. That's Sweet. it. <laughs> no, yeah. it's and, then, and then another, I think maybe a couple of days later, I think actually it was on a Sunday because I woke up and we had a, we had a wobble game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I wasn't playing because I had my broken foot. Yeah. But I was still on a team. Um, and I just woke up and my knee was, it was probably about this big, mm-hmm. like this... Quite, couldn't put pants on that big. Yeah. Right. Like, um, they even had little bowl, like balls around mm-hmm. them and it's just clumps of inflammation being put together and you can actually push them around. That's knee. nuts. Couldn't even, I couldn't even touch my, my, my kneecap or my, my patella. Yeah. That's how much inflammation was there. Jesus Christ. And I was like, this is not right. Yeah. You know, I, you know, put, um, I compressed it a lot. Um, just got up, smashed a lot of neurofin mm-hmm. trying to do something he does fuck all it's probably just a placebo effect you yeah know, something just gonna make me feel better mm-hmm. went to the went to the game watched the game i came back saw a physio he's like yeah no this is not normal mm-hmm. you know went to a gp they're like you know this is typical not typical this is arthritis but this is not a normal type of arthritis yeah like, this is ex- insane it's mm-hmm. not just like a little bit of arthritis in wrist you know you get annoying wrists you know as you get older anything yeah. like that um, saw a specialist was diagnosed as juvenile idiopathic which means they don't know what the fuck's going on yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, polyarticular more than more than one joint arthritis yeah. um, basically said look you're never going to play basketball again yeah like you just you're done you said you know I'll put you on um, you know steroids see so you go really don't want to take them yeah went on them anyway you know I was already depressed enough made me just 10 times worse mm-hmm I was like, it's not worth, it's not worth the extra depression. Yeah. Not worth, you know, the extra toxicity is going to get on my body when yeah. I'm already trying to fight. Obviously my immune system's crashed mm-hmm. and fighting itself right now. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, no, nah, not going to take this. Went back to him. He's like, no, nah, I want to put you on methotrexate, which is, they use on cancer patients. Like it's an extreme drug. Yeah. Blood tests need to be done every six, probably six weeks for it. Check mm-hmm. your liver. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, nah, not doing that. You know, I just told him not nah, get fucked, mate. Yeah. I'm not doing this. <laughs> You know, I went through so many different options, you know. Mm-hmm. 
He's saying, mate, you know, diet, food, anything that not going to make a difference. Well, I don't see how it's not, mate. When a lot of a lot of inflammation comes from oxidization, well, that is inflammation. Yeah, you know, inflammation from food, inflammation from you know lifestyle. Yeah. Um. Obviously, your blood carries a lot of nutrients because it carries a lot of things what heal. Mm-hmm. Um. And if you have dirty blood, you're not you know you're not going to be yeah in a good state. I went to see you know even things like homeopaths, which mm-hmm. you know people can debate if they they're good or not. You know, uh, naturopaths, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I explored every single option um, before I touched drugs again. You know, I got told two out of five chance, you know, living a kind of normal life. If I went on steroids and methotrexate and stuff, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not worth that. Risk to reward is not yeah. worth it for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, nah, I'm, gonna, I'm either going to go down fighting because I'm not, I'm not doing it that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, I pulled out all food from my diet, like every single food yeah. from my diet. Started building back food to an extreme. So if I tomorrow, I'll have 18, 12 tomatoes. Yeah, okay. I'll see how my body responded to it. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what creates inflammation in the body? Is mm-hmm. it tomato? Is it eggs? You know, I have 10 eggs. The old elimination uh, diet sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I like to an absolute extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, milk, just drink milk, you know, dairy, like heavy dairy products. Yeah. Uh, gluten, you know, heaps of bread, heaps mm-hmm. stuff like that. So did you take this up by yourself? Like, Yes, yes, you- yes and no. There's okay. a lot of help from um, outside sources like different naturopaths, homeopaths, homeopaths not so much, maybe naturopaths. Because mm-hmm. you were like year nine when this was going on, like, this yeah, is some pretty hectic shit. It's, it's hectic, I mean, mm-hmm. like obviously off school, school wasn't even a thought in my head anymore. Yeah. Um, and I just, obviously I had a lot of help, but I took time a lot myself. Like, mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't get up till three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Like, yeah. I couldn't take my sheet off my, off anything. Mm-hmm. I couldn't open a water bottle. Jesus you know, Christ. just simple things. Yeah. So when I was able to do anything, all I'd spend the time on is researching mm-hmm. to an extreme, not just searching on Google yeah. and stuff, but looking through. Duck, duck, go, sort of stuff. Looking, <laughs> looking through actual proper stuff. You know? Yeah. And then maybe some other time to go. Let's go. Let's go. It's still the thing. Got to hoop with the boys. That's it. That's it. Um, but yeah, and I, over the time, I found out what worked for me. You know, it takes about, I think, about three months to. Um, create new blood. Mm-hmm. I think blood cells are the last about that long. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my whole my whole theory was obviously trying to clean my blood okay. as much as possible. You know, mostly organic food. Mm-hmm. You can't these days. You can't get everything organic. No, nope. it is extremely hard. Yeah, it's you nuts. Know, there's always something, and even if it's organic, is it organic? Yeah, like the way that farming and this agriculture in general these days is set up, it's like. We're just trying to get as much quantity out. It doesn't exactly. matter how much shit you put into it. Like, yeah, smallest cost and biggest yield. It doesn't matter what we put into it, like growth hormones, whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, it's just going to be filled with shit. But yeah. it yields a lot and it makes us lots of money. So we ended up. That's it. <laughs> but yeah. No. Um, so yeah, you needed some some clean stuff. You can go food. to the, the, the goals in that. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Clean food, good food. Um, it was, there was no, you know... We don't care about you know intake, food intake, everything. Mm-hmm. I was maybe trying to limit how, when I ate, so I wasn't so freak, frequent as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna keep spiking, spiking insulin. Just I'll yeah. try and be very, very extreme with everything I'm doing. Because mm-hmm. you know when you're doing fighting something extreme, you obviously do a bit extreme to fix it as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but over time, I got a lot better. Um, probably about eight eight months, I'd say, mm-hmm. until I got better. I was able, you know, the walks. I try to do some walking every day just to get the blood moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got maybe like a little trampoline. So yeah. I just slowly bounce and um, just get movement through my joints. Yeah. You know, push blood through those joints. 
um, try and you know heal as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to de- decrease stress a lot. Obviously, stress causes a lot of inflammation in your body. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a, a myth anymore. Yeah. You know, I think by the end of the year, um, December, I started training again. Yeah, okay. It, was, it probably wasn't the best idea because yeah. I just came back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you love something, you're going to do it. Mate, it's got to reduce your inflammation. It's going to reduce your stress. Yeah, it's going well. to reduce my stress. Have a good time. But yeah. yeah. But I trained four weeks really like hard. Maybe it, was, it might have been a bit longer than that, roughly. And then we went to Melbourne. Yeah, okay. You know, we'll, we'll, make, we'll make a tour anyway to, to over to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. We did it the year before as well. Uh, went over there. I was training there two, three times a day. Mm-hmm. It was insane. It's, it's, it's stupid. I wouldn't have done it again. Um, I would have probably brought, brought my, my exercise output down. Um, but when you love something, when you're that young, yeah. you just you know went through all that, you're like, no, I, I want this man. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll train heaps basketball anyway, I think two or three times a week, but a lot when we did it. Went over to Melbourne, and, uh, to memory, we didn't lose a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won. Uh, it was probably a good feeling after the whole year, you know? Yeah. We toured in Melbourne. You know, there's, I think there's about 1,100 teams that go there to compete. Jesus Christ. We don't obviously play those 1,100 yeah. teams. <laughs> but there's that. Uh, play 1,099, <laughs> you come out on top. <laughs> Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was good we won but also to add on to when I got sick like first before I got diagnosed with um, arthritis mm-hmm. there was something called CRPS okay uh, which is uh, complex regional pain syndrome right which basically is just your nervous system your brain don't know how to talk to a job uh, okay which was a lot more painful than arthritis it was yeah. annoying but it was it was really painful so was that diagnosed around the same time that yeah you got it was just before okay just before like I was like yeah you know a lot of, it's called actually the suicide disease. Yeah, okay. Because a lot of people just yeah can't hack it, can't handle it. because mm-hmm. no, it's it's hardly real. Yeah, got no idea how, how you get it, no idea how you get rid of it. That's nuts, man. Just your neurons lucky. not being able to communicate to each other to yeah, yeah working system. I was very lucky to be able to get through the other end, and I was like, yes. So that was from you cleaning your blood, and you went vegan, right? Like you were full vegan. I wasn't actually vegan through that time. I still ain't me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, from what I remember, I thought you were vegan for some reason. I remember I had a little sleepover at your house and you, you didn't have any meat on your plate. It must have been towards the end of... Oh, yeah, be, maybe. Maybe towards the end. Yeah, okay. I, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It may be, maybe when we were still friends, but I didn't go to school. Yeah, yeah. Because I, like, I remember still eating meat. I still ate meat through that time. If I did it again, I wouldn't eat meat. Yeah. Uh, because it's very hard to find good meat. Mm-hmm. You know, everything has hormones in it. For sure. They grow animals with hormones. Yeah. Um, it's even organic meat. Mm-hmm. You question if it's the best thing to eat, you know, going through what I went through. Yeah. Um, I was vegan for four, four and a half years, four years. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't count the days, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was, I'll tell you CRPS when I had that was the worst out of all, but only lasted quite long. Yeah. Which I was lucky for, because if you put a blanket on me, I'd feel like someone's stabbing me. Like, yeah. I'm getting burned a lot. That's what it was. That's what it felt. Just like your sensory feedback is it was, not accurate. No. Yeah. It was very strange. And if anyone, if you know anyone that has it, they would tell you the same. If yeah. If it happens to the extreme, obviously people have different, um, different, you know, varying levels of it. Yeah. It's very bad. But mm-hmm. in my case, any time I have anything, it's always to the extreme. I don't, yeah. I don't have fast things. So all throughout high school, you were sort of on that diet to make sure that you could compete and not have body inflammation sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, I mean, even at school, it wasn't, again, I would change things knowing a lot more than I did back then. Mm-hmm. But I definitely did my best to make sure that the things I was ha- having were going to try and promote inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I was even fuck all. Yeah. I didn't really think about it going back to school, mm-hmm. up to what I should have been eating. Yeah. 
especially with the mountain exercise I put, you know, we're doing playing basketball, mm-hmm. amount of cardio. Yeah. I should definitely be eating more. Yeah, but for sure. But the food I was eating was really clean. Very clean. Yeah. yeah. Probably could have had a bit more carbs in there. Yeah, but... man. So we're in year nine. I'm having sausage rolls and pot noodles every day for mm. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You've had to go, go vegan. You shouldn't have to be going through that shit. But like, how long did you have to do that? How long were you vegan until your body got right again? Well, I wasn't 100%. I wasn't vegan back then, um, to memory. Or eating clean. Yeah, I was eating clean. Um, I never really stopped eating clean mm-hmm. for for a long, long time. Um, not just because of that race. It just became a habit. Yeah. You know, once you get into something, you just, you know, you go eat, you know, something what you're not used to eating mm-hmm. you feel like shit yeah you know for sure it doesn't even taste good man yeah when you're not used to it after a while you know used to eating a certain way mm-hmm. it doesn't taste the same yeah um and i just never had any desire mm-hmm. to, to go eat you know food what made me perform perform you know yeah not great or feel, feel shit feel shit yeah for sure it's like when you have a cheat day or whatever like you eat clean all week and then you have a saturday and you yeah. have a cheeky pizza and it just feels like shit it's good for five minutes yeah yeah i did have a pizza <laughs> and a pi- and pizza and a pint for lunch so <laughs> i am feeling that um but that must be one of the hardest things obviously you're a bodybuilder so let's let's start talking about that mate because that's, yeah. that's what you do now fam you're not a basketballer anymore you're no. a bodybuilder no. so how long have you been doing that we got a couple questions oh. what age did you start researching the science behind bodybuilding and why from jeff phillips there you go oh maybe three years ago yeah okay what are we yeah i'd say about three years ago like when you left high school well i i draw, i i finished i think start of year 11 okay true I, started, I know i started year 11 i don't think i was i was in much longer mm-hmm. i actually dropped out and be oh to memory i was the youngest pt in wa yeah true yeah hectic i was pt at 16 and ran my business at 16 that's nuts bro yeah. I, like you say you know you want to do what you love yeah you know school's for a lot of people but it's not for everyone mm-hmm. i believe it's built for one person yeah like, if you don't fit that mold you you're not you know you're dumb. You're not, you know, not smart. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't dumb. I wasn't smart. You know, I was right in the middle. But I didn't go to school wanting to, you know, be awesome. Yeah. At, you know, writing poems or... <laughs> Whatever know, they do in school. <laughs> you know, I would say you need to know basic maths and stuff for every day. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what you do. Um, same, same thing with English. But to the extreme of school, um, what I wanted to do in life, you know, be entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, have my own business. Um, be involved in the you know fitness industry yeah um i knew i'd learn more if i left school uh found better mentors mm-hmm. um and just started start you start young you know that's you nuts. can set yourself up but how again, did you know that at 16 bro like i fucking think i had my first pub at 17 yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> well i feel like it was to do when, when i was sick as well yeah it, it woke me up i, I say i live my first life mm-hmm. until i got sick and i live my second life after right. i got sick it's okay. two different people, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nuts, man. So dropping out of school at the start of year 11, yeah. you knowing that you wanted to become a PT and stuff like that. I yeah. do remember I hit you up and I was like, I saw that you were doing PTs and I was like, hey man, can you like do like a program for me or whatever? Yeah. And you were like, nah, man, I'm pretty booked out. I'm like, bro, I'm still in school. <laughs> You'd like, be amazed how many people actually ask that as soon as they find you at a PT. Yeah. Everyone's just like, you know, they want, you know, want program from you or, mm-hmm. or something. Well, that, everyone wants to better themselves. And when they see someone that has that knowledge, they're exactly. just like, help me fam, please yeah. help me. Um, But that must be like 
I want to do some PTing. I've had a little bit of experience doing it, but that must be like the most rewarding thing is just promoting positive change mm. in everyone that you apply your knowledge to. Like you design these programs for people Definitely. and then you see the results. Definitely. So you're doing Doherty Physiques now. That's yeah. your, your new thing. How long yeah. has that been going and, and what's the goal with that? Well, just out of self, it? it probably only been a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I was, I was still doing it for a while. When I first started, it was mainly everything was face-to-face. Mm-hmm. I started at a private gym which I already did work experience there for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then I just went on to my own thing, doing one-to-one personal training. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't my life for me, man. Like, yeah. You're working, you know, hours when everyone's sleeping and then working when everyone's, you know, going to bed, going yeah. to dinner. You know, when you got that free time, that's when everyone else is actually working. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, opposite. Yeah, true. And the amount of a volume you have to go through to make a good, good amount of money, um, you know, you're doing... 40 50 sessions a week mm-hmm. possibly yeah you know for you know you take your value you know time for money that's mm-hmm. what it is and i was like this isn't a lot for me you yeah know, i want to focus on my own training mm-hmm. and i'd rather put my energy into people that, re- that you know really want to train really want to get better mm-hmm. um you know so if i can focus like- on if i can focus on 10 people instead of you know 30 yeah i can put a lot more effort and time into them and, ki- and a lot more um care you know they can contact me a lot more i can you know have that time for yeah. them to sit down, you know, go on a phone call with them, for, you know, for half an hour if they need. Mm-hmm. When you've got 30, 40 people, you can't do that. Yeah. And you can't true. put the same energy every session mm-hmm. into that person. You so can't. would you say that like your personal training caters more to sort of people bodybuilding or like would you say that you're not like a weight loss PT, although you could do that, yeah. like you don't cater to the general pop. You're that person that's like trying to get them from that like say like year or two of gym ex- experience into like being a bodybuilder sort of thing yeah. or do you just work with whoever i work with m- most population mm-hmm. um if there's if there's something out, outside of my expertise i'm not going to be you know just like i'll do it anyway yeah because it's just money mm-hmm. you know yeah you, as as a good P- pt i'd like to think not everyone out there but you want to you want to do the best for that person yeah you know you, you don't want to just take their money and you know and just hope whatever you're doing works for them yeah um, like, you know, if someone came to me, cause many have obviously cause you used to play basketball and said, mm-hmm. you know, do you do, you know, basketball, you know, programs for basketballs? So yeah. I can, but I know a lot of people who are a lot better at yeah, programming okay. stuff for basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, I might tell them to go to a coach I used to go to mm-hmm. or ones I, I follow that I agree with all their philosophies and, and, you know, you see the results. Yeah. I don't, co- you know, I don't program so much stuff for basketballs or people doing soccer or football. Could I? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, am I as good as you know, some other people, probably not. Yeah, okay. So I'm always going to, you know, pass them on or refer them to that person because also that's another spot that someone I could coach better, mm-hmm. you know, is not going to be able to come to me. Yeah. You know, someone weight loss, um, you know, I'll coach. I find that probably the easiest yeah. easiest client to coach because, you know, 99% of it comes down to, you know, food intake, yeah. calorie Caloric intake. Deficit. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. Um, bodybuilders, moving. I love to coach. Um, anything you know they don't have to be competitors or even if they're body they want to be a bodybuilder or build their physique or um they're very uh, i get a lot of enjoyment and coaching them but they can also be some of the hardest people to coach why is that because a lot of people i would even say with basketball athletes mm-hmm. um or any sport athletes but basketball athletes i've had the most experience with they will always think they'll know better yeah any okay. athlete will think they know better um probably just comes with the nature of I don't it know does. when like you're sort of 20 years old say 
you've been an athlete your whole life. You're probably doing pretty well as an athlete. Mm. Like you've always been told yes and you're yes. great and you're doing well. And then when someone said like questions you, you're like, nah, man, I'm the best. Yeah. I don't need to hear nothing from you. Yeah. I'm the king. I'm LeBron James. Yeah. And as great as social media can be in YouTube, it also can be a flaw. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone sees something on Instagram, I saw this dude do, you know, a one-legged pistol squat on a BOSU ball. Yeah. With a kettlebell, you know, it's just like, <laughs> should I do this? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Why just, wouldn't you do that? I know people that do that sort of yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> but just things like that, you're just like, no, you don't just follow what you do. You know, people say, oh, I'm not getting results with my coach, you know, but then mm-hmm. they're not following their nutrition. They're not, fo- they're not doing the actual program. They're yeah. Not, they're not following what the program is saying, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're doing everything else, but listen to the coach. Yeah. But then it's always the coach's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? If I ever, if I ever, um, you know, they're not getting the results and they're actually doing the work. We adapt, we change things, we make sure that they will mm-hmm. um, because one size doesn't fit all. Mm-hmm. You know, every client Definitely. that comes to me, I'm not just going to give them a program and be like, here we go. Yeah. We'll start them on something and that first program, they might not have much results, but at least we get um, an opportunity to see how they respond yeah. to something, you know, like, that, no, nah, that's not for them. Mm-hmm. That's too much food. That's not, not enough food. You know, that's too much, you know, cardio output. You know, mm-hmm. if they've gone prep, you know, they've lost too much weight too quick. It's like, no, nah, that's too much cardio. Bring it back. Yeah, because you can't just tell you know be like oh, this is gonna work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's metabolism is different. Yeah, everyone how they process process food is different. Yep. Digest food. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, lots of people will sort of cut corners and mm-hmm. expect to get the grand results. Like they won't put in that most important foundational work to build off. They will yep. want to. I don't know, like a basketball might want to jump forty inches yeah. high. Oh, without... that was me, man. Yeah, that was me. I remember going to a, you know a coach be like, yeah, I want to dunk. Yeah. So that's cool, but there's a lot more before, before that. So Nuts, happen, maybe you know? dunk. Maybe touch the So I, I, don't, I know how that feels when, you know, athletes come to you, you're like, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, do a windmill. I'm like, mate, mm-hmm. you only can get three inches off the floor, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> how, how Things don't happen overnight, there? you know? There's yeah. so much goes into it. Genetics. Mm-hmm. Genetics is the biggest one. Yeah. Especially with athletes. Why is that just how like metabolic rate and stuff like that? How you digest food and no, I'm, stuff? I'm just saying athletes and jumping. Oh, any like t- any type of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time, man. Big time. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like before when you were talking about yeah metabolic rate and how people digest food differently and mm. stuff like that. How do you look into that and determine sort of caloric intake and, and whatnot? Well, I think you always got to, there's, there's a lot of things you can do to ca- roughly calculate mm-hmm. um, what type of food they need, you know, depending on how much of a surplus they want to be in, mm-hmm. you know, caloric surplus, depending on what their goal is. Um, I always start small. Like you find their maintenance, just go a little bit above that and, you know, um, see how they respond. Mm-hmm. If they're not putting on any weight, any fat, you're like, no, they need more food. Okay. If it, you know they're just overnight putting on so much weight, you're yeah. Like, okay, you're either not sticking to what I've given you. Um, tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Or if you are, we need to make changes. Yeah. Okay. You know, because there's rough guides out there which are tr- which work. Um, that will give you an indication. Mm-hmm. But like I said, everyone's different. Yeah. And you just can't go get you know a blood test and be like, okay, this is my this is how fast my metabolism. Is yeah. Okay. You just can't do that. Yeah. So you, you need time to work out a client's, um, you know how they respond to certain things. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's so many people out there that you know give them this, you know, food program, twelve hundred cal- twelve hundred calories lose all this weight. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Anyone will lose weight on twelve hundred calories. Yeah. <laughs> but when they stop the diet, I'd love to see what happens. I'll put on that weight again and put on yeah. more. Like anyone can rip weight off someone. It's the mm-hmm. easiest thing to do. But doing yeah. it in a health, you know, in a healthy way mm-hmm. and creating habits so they keep that weight off. Yeah. Is a big thing because a lot of people do the 8-week little, you know, diet. Yeah. Stop it, 
and then they're straight back to where they were. And yeah. they'll just compete, you know, do that year round. Yeah, you know, they not, just have that metabolism drop completely. Like it might be like, say, 2,000 yeah. calories and then you drop it down to 1,200 and then you go back to eating what you were and it just stacks it exactly. on, right? You don't, always, you don't just put the weight back on, mm-hmm. but your metabolism is now slowed down. Yeah. So you just took all this food from it and it's not going to process food the same way it is it used to. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of miseducation out there mm-hmm. and a lot of people, there's a lot of PTs mm-hmm. um, that... I think do too much. Yeah, okay. they try and they try and branch out way too much, you know, with nutrition, with with a lot of things. When you can just refer that for someone, mm-hmm. if you don't Stay know, in it, your lane. yes, if you don't know what you're talking about or don't have 100 percent an idea, don't be afraid to say no. That's not my not mm-hmm. my thing, because you're just going to end up hurting that person. Yeah, you know, definitely. It's fine to have your niche. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be good at 100 things. Yeah, you know, if you if, let's go to NBA because we love that. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go. You want to get to the NBA. Don't be good at a hundred things. There's not many players in the league who are good at everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you only can name a few that can do everything on the court. Nuts people like you LeBron. Know? LeBron. Yeah. Kawhi. KD. Yeah. You know, when healthy, those two. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know? honestly about it. Giannis if, can't if, shoot. No, nah, if you can shoot, do that well. Yeah. Because you'll get time, mm-hmm. and you'll get to the NBA. Yeah. If you got high, you can shoot. Shoot, and make sure you can shoot the shit out of the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no point trying to make yourself into a massive no. rebounder, lockdown defender, shot creator, playmaker. No, whatever. Just... Look at Matisse Thybul. Yeah, what does he average? Like two, three, four points a game. Mm-hmm. But he starts lockdown defender. He's an amazing defender. Yeah, I love you, Matisse. Be good at what you are. You know, what you what you good at? Be awesome. At it. Mm-hmm. And I like that. You get a good niche. Yeah, you know? I like if that. If you can be different and be really good at being different, mm-hmm. you'll get a good market. Yeah, if you're good at everything. Everyone can say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do nutrition, I do PT, I do backflip courses. <laughs> you know, like, where is it going to stop? Yeah. You know, big, you know, yeah. Backflip course does sound fun. Though. It does sound, awesome. <laughs> sound like I've hurt myself. Yeah, no, that's actually pretty um, handy information for me. I've just started out as a strength and conditioning coach. It's pretty cool. Like, so, you just graduated, mate. Yes. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So I like have worked in the football industry um, just yeah, doing like gym programs and stuff yep. like that, pretty basic stuff. But um, there's a lot, there's a lot of areas that feed into that. Like there's the conditioning part, so there's yes. the running, and then there's the delivery of rehab programs, and then there's the warm ups. Like there's all these different parts that I'm sort of trying to wrap my head around. Not that the topics are too hard, but like there's a lot it, involved, isn't it? Yeah, like it's not just lifting weight. It's mm-hmm. not just doing cardio. Yeah, you, know, you want to prevent them from you know getting injured. Mm-hmm. You want them still to be fit. Yeah, you still want them to you know have explosive power. Yeah, but it's hard to do all that at the same time, mate. Because you're trying to minimise the amount of amount of total volume they're going to do in that week. Yeah, so they don't get injured. Mm-hmm. But you also want to you know maximise you know the gains, the gains, the growth. Right? Yeah, and the, for the sure. Yeah, and being fit. So athletes are very very hard to do. And mm-hmm. That's why I've got a lot of respect for good strength and conditioning coaches. Mm-hmm. So what goes into it? There's a lot of blood on your hands to it. Yeah. You know, if, if someone gets injured, they put straight at the strength condition coaches. Yeah. Touch wood, have not had many injuries at all so That's far, good. which is good. We've got a scratch match tomorrow. So, yeah, see how that goes. But, like, yeah, that's actually really interesting. Like, having a niche, like, being a sprint coach or being someone that specializes in speed or change of direction or just the gym stuff, like, that would be, yeah, really handy to just knuckle down on that and just find out all the ins and outs of that and then, yeah, specialise. And then there's not as many people that would know more than you on that one topic, but there's like 100 people that know 20% of what you know on this, that, and everything else. So would you say yours would be bodybuilding then? Yeah, 
So how did you get into that? Like what got you into that? Where was the shift from basketball to bodybuilding? Well, from basketball, obviously, I was doing strict conditioning for mm-hmm. basketball. Yeah. Um, I actually shouted my coach. He's actually, it's a good topic to talk about, short topic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got his own niche, but basketball coach. Yeah. I've been a basketball strict conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. He's created a massive, massive audience in that regard. He's got his own, he's got his own performance center. I think, uh, don't quote me on things like land performance. Okay. Um, you know, own basketball court, gym, all that. Sick. A lot of athletes, good athletes, like, you know, overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, NBL athletes, um, even some college athletes, I believe. Yeah. Um, but from that, you know, you start seeing like small games. Um, you you really program my stuff, and I'll go to someone else to do do my training. I catch up with him every now and then. Um, and then from there, I just like, enjoy going to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know? Like it's it's therapeutic. Yeah. You, know, you see you see small changes, or you, you know, you start lifting the weight. This is a nice feeling. Yeah, you know, sure. You're growing, you're, you're you know, you're getting better as yeah. a person, physically. And mentally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because both go hand in hand, man. So you started to see some small gains after you started playing basketball. Mm-hmm. When did you realize, like, I want to stop doing basketball and I want to get full-time gains? After, after I did calisthenics for a bit, I started getting bigger just doing that. Um, actually, Michael, who's my coach mm-hmm. as well, he's a, he's a bodybuilder as well. And um, I started getting into bodybuilding just, just that kind of left basketball to the side. Mm-hmm. You know, just enjoyed it a lot more. Um, one because I think in the back of my head I knew that basketball wasn't going to last that long for me. Yeah, okay. Um, it wasn't going to be a career. Mm-hmm. I'm very um, career driven. Very okay. like I want to be something more than average. I don't yeah. want to be average. I want to be. You want to be the best at what you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You know, so if I'm going to be average at playing basketball, you know, and if SBL is all I'm going to do, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it might sound stupid because there's a lot of people out there who enjoy doing being that, mm-hmm. which is fine. There's nothing wrong with being average or just being at that level. Enjoy. That's just yeah, yeah. But that's just not me. Mm-hmm. I think, especially once I got better from being sick, I was like, I'm I'm gonna take a ch- you know advantage of having a second chance and actually do something. Yeah. You know, with a lot of my life and go down trying mm-hmm. to be something better than I thought I could be. Sick. You know. So after that, I saw him. We started training. Um, started you know started putting on weight. The training to an extreme. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I was training hard, and I was. But mm-hmm. I wasn't training to that intensity. Yeah, like it's, it's it was next level. Um, and then I just kept going from there, and I was probably maybe seventeen. Mm-hmm. I would have been at least seventeen. It wasn't eighteen, obviously. I would say seventeen, and I was just training, training hard um, for a while. I just started to see progress as we, as we kept going. So yeah, this could definitely be. Something I'm good at, mm-hmm. you know. Got my ge- genetics are not bad. Yeah. For it, uh, which we wouldn't know. You know, I was skinny as a as a tweed back. Yeah. Maybe fifty kilos or something. Yeah, I know the feels. I know so, the feels, mate. You know, everyone. You know, uh, I think my coach even when we took him, just called me like SpongeBob. Arms. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was I was never big. I was, you know, I was yeah. small. Yeah. Height. You know, even the height I wasn't the tallest dude. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe five, ten, five, eleven now. Yeah. Um, but I was never. Never that tall, never that big. Mm-hmm. Just started to grow. Yeah. So you started going like pretty much every day, or yeah. I'll, I'll end up finding out that going every day definitely doesn't work. Yeah. For me, especially probably because of my um, when I was sick, just mm-hmm. from the inflammation and the stress. Yeah. But um, like we even saw we you know we tested all the time. We, mm-hmm. Every time I trained six days six days a week, um, my results would be nowhere near the same. Yeah. Okay. Five. But those two rest days, 
Well, I would have felt a lot more grow. Mm-hmm. If I did six, I just obviously it was too much stress. Yeah. Um, too, my cortisol was too high, inflammation was too high, I wasn't recovering properly. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, when I started off, I definitely was only five days. When you were doing your coaching and stuff like that, mm. that sort of gave you the, the knowledge and, and foundation to, to train yourself. You were seeing all these coaches that were helping you out with it. Yeah. When did you sort of realize, like, this could be me, this could be my, my calling? Yeah. What age were you that you started really seeing results and started to realize, like, this may be the career path for me? Probably, I would say, probably around 18. Mm-hmm. 18 or 19. Yeah. Um, around 18, I was starting to grow a lot more. And then 19, I was definitely like, yeah, this is 100% what I want to do. I've put my life towards this. Yeah. Uh, not just because I, I think I'll be really good at it and go really far with it, mm-hmm. but I also enjoy the shit happening. Yeah, see. You know, I learned to live with, you know, the pain, the discipline, the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that every time. Yeah. You know, it just feels odd. Yeah. It's just it's just given me a purpose mm-hmm. as well. You know, if it, you ask anyone as soon as they find their purpose or their why, you know, it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Because you know you're here for a reason. Or you at least feel like it. Mm-hmm. And feel like you know you're meant to do this. Yeah. Whether you are not, you, f- you feel like that's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just give it everything you got. I remember you sharing like an, an Arnie thing and it was like, you go into the gym day after day, week after week, month after month, and then you go for years, and then you just keep going and keep showing up, and you, you're constantly improving, you're constantly yeah. getting better. Just that mindset, right? Like the discipline, the, the sacrifices that you make, you just get better and better and better, and you're constantly improving, like always getting better, and it just sets you aside. And yeah, you sort of realize what's real to you. You have that purpose, that why to become the person that you want to be. You're not distracted by this external bullshit of, partying and material items and yep. all that stuff you're just like yeah i'm this is me i'm going to spend all my time doing this and i'm just going to get better for myself yep. so that's a it's a nice realization to have Definitely. right you see what's real in life mm-hmm. even what's going on right now yeah you make you actually make, you know you see what's real in life you don't mm-hmm. see all this materialistic stuff you know with what's happening in wa right now in australia and mm-hmm. the world it makes you really go back to you know basics of life yeah and see things in a different way mm-hmm. like you, know, you actually lucky for what we had or have yeah right now, <laughs> right now. yeah so for sure you know family you know what you got you know your purpose all those sort of things kind of makes the whole partying or going out or all those type of things just seem less less important yeah like to, to me they were never important but even other people at home they just <laughs> that really wasn't anything yeah it wasn't real yeah for sure it's not it's just materialistic. Yeah. It's just like the idea of going out, like people come out of high school and love that popularity and yeah. just the, the partying and yeah. stuff like that, the little dopamine hits that you get from drinking and yeah. just Instagram likes. How many people do you know who are so popular at school doing quite really well right now? It's not, it's yeah, not, to be honest, I don't see anyone from high school anymore. No, so that people don't realise once, once that stops, what do you got? Yeah. Popularity doesn't get you far because they're not popular on Instagram. They don't have 100,000 followers at school. Mm-hmm. How you, what are you going to do? What are you doing to get better? What are you doing? You know, no matter how many people get laughed at for trying to be something good at school. Everyone that tries I mean, to do something sport, different. Sport. Yeah. You know, there's always something wrong mm-hmm. with something you're doing because you're trying to be good or you're trying too hard. It's like, well, I'm trying. Yeah. What are you doing? Not trying? How's that cool? Yeah. You know? And let's see where we are later in life. Yeah. But yeah. It's not a competition, but these people, you know, these people are like, you know, I'm not cool because I'm not, not trying as hard as me. Yeah. Like, okay. And was it not cool to try sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so nuts, man. Like the whole high school popularity contest, like it feels like it's just the be all and end all. Like, um, yeah, 
the popular kids are the coolest people and they're always going to be sick and then it turns out sort of once you leave school that those popular kids are usually the ones that have the shit of lives because they get so caught up in that that they can't yeah. determine what's real and what's not. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, I'm yeah. Even you and I, even I know through my whole school, I was never not popular. Mm-hmm. You know, I was never not in that group. Yeah, but I never saw it as being me being popular. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're always yeah. around those type of people. Yeah, but not because they're popular. Mm-hmm. But now looking back at it, they were the popular ones, the cool kids, bro. Yeah, but where are they now? <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's it, there'll be some that are, but it's just I feel like, like you said, they're too hung up on what's not real. Mm-hmm. For sure, that's the the key thing, like. I said it on a podcast with my mate the other day. Um, like I've left high school, um, high school. I've left uh, uni now, and it was like heaps of partying and stuff like that. But I've sort of refrained from that, and I've just started channeling my energy into this podcast that works really well, as you can see, um, and like meditating and stuff like that. Like looking inward instead of like instead of just like having a look good, feel good, ego driven attitude sort of thing. It's like, all right, I need to be happy with myself so then I can be confident in my own thoughts and actions and stuff like that. So I can be confident in myself as a person. It starts with you, bro, mm-hmm. before it goes anywhere else. Yeah. Like I always say, how can you help someone mm-hmm. if you ever take care of yourself? Or how can you love someone else if you don't love yourself? Yeah. You can't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's even personal, you know, we'll go back to personal training or coaches. Mm-hmm. If they can't do, you know, follow your nutrition plan yourself or follow their program yourself, or preach, preach what they do. Yeah. If that's what they actually do. Because mm-hmm. there's some coaches out there that don't train. Yeah. That's not their thing and they do coaches. Yeah. But the coaches who compete or, you know, bodybuilders or whatever the professions, they don't follow their own stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, give it to their clients. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. You've got to practice what you preach, man. Yeah. You 100% do. Because it's not a good example for someone else. And they're like, hey, why would I listen to this dude? I'm listening to you. You're telling me to eat, you know, what you put out. But you want to eat what you're not going to eat. Yeah. So nowadays that you're you're still doing your bodybuilding a few years in, what sort of your 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 weekly splits? What are you doing? How often are you training? How often are you eating? Yeah. Rest days, sup use, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I would say right now. I want to go maybe six days a week to train. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only goes, it never goes past that. Yeah. Maybe seven days a week to train. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll, you'll probably go down to five or something. Yeah. Uh, especially as um, I'm going to increase my food too. Mm-hmm. But I also want to be in a very heavy surplus. Yeah. So I'm going to bring my training down to make it bigger as well. Uh, but through, let's say through prep, when I was competing, I had a 12 week period mm-hmm. myself. Um, Every morning, two hours of cardio. Okay. So normally around three o'clock, I'd be at the gym, two hours of cardio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something. And then food, food would vary depending on where I'm throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Normally four or five meals. Yeah. Throughout, not, not heaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very plain. Morning. Chicken and rice. You can argue it doesn't need to be that plain, but I'm a person like, I just need food. I don't care taste. I'm yeah. Needed. That's a bit of, Yeah. You know? For um, sure. Yeah, just playing, you know, your protein, your carb. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. That's all really Not many fats in it. Fats are very important for health, especially hormones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in prep, it's not about health. Yeah. So <laughs> health goes out the window in prep. You've like done all this research and stuff like that after you've been sick. And like, I've got a degree and whatnot, but mm. I have so much respect for the knowledge and stuff that you have without even having to get that high level of education. Like you've just done that from applying it to yourself. Like it's completely different way to, to go about it but yeah you've put in the actual reps 
figurative and, and literally. Yeah. Um, so you're yeah, eating chicken and rice and that's all you need. <laughs> why, why, why just chicken and rice? Why? Well, I actually hate that, that. I hate that chicken and rice. Oh, really? I do because it's a lot. It's, you know, it's, it's not true. It's just obviously protein, carbs. That's all it's really mean. Yeah. Chicken is probably a, one of the leanest forms you can get mm-hmm. or a protein source. Um, but, you know, you can go potatoes, sweet potatoes. Yeah. You know? You know, lean beef depends. You don't even need to lean. Depends where you're at in your training. Are you trying to get lean? Are you trying to maintain? Trying to you know, slowly put on mm-hmm. size? Are you trying to get on like a massive bulk? Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say what's better. Yeah. Depends where you're at. Mm-hmm. Food can be anything. Food's food. Yeah. You know, there's so many things that replace chicken. So many things that replace rice. Yeah. You know, sweet potato, potato. You know, eat different types of rice. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be high carbs. You can be high fat. Yeah. You know, different things work. Um, I wouldn't work on half out. I tried it before. I've been keto before. Mm-hmm. You know, before I was vegan, I was actually keto, which is a big thing. Yeah. You know, eating eggs, bacon, meat all day. Yeah. I'm vegan for four years. Yeah. It's, like <laughs> it's a complete polarization. So, but before I started my prep, which was, um, what I completed in October, end of October, mm-hmm. so three months prior to that, I was vegan all the way up to now. Yeah. So all the muscle built, it's all been complex. That's nuts. There's only the last. Since. Not actual nuts, like crazy yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's um, since obviously I've finished the show to now, I haven't been. Um, but that's all the muscle I've built up to then is all for plants. Okay. What sort of plants do you get your protein from? Everything. I always say this to someone what What does your meat get your protein from? Plants. <laughs> what do cows eat? Grass. Yeah. So you're eating grass. What, about, what do we eat? Cows and chicken. Yeah. You think where they get the protein from? Mm. You know? True. Um, but yeah, every, everything, man. Like even rice is protein. It's mm. not a high amount of protein, but things that are. Um, tofu was a big source. I yeah. Think everyone thinks that tofu is not good for you. Mm-hmm. It is if it's not organic. I think processed to- tofu's definitely got um, a lot of negatives about it. Yeah. But everyone's under the impression you eat tofu, you, you know, somehow increase estrogen in your body. <laughs> yeah. It's not true. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. You, know, you get bamboos and all this stuff. You know, I was eating six meals of tofu a day. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. My bloods were fine. Like, yeah. It's not how it works. So you know, rice. Tofu, beans, vegetables through the day, mm-hmm. all that's up. Yeah. It doesn't have to be tofu, you get seitan, all these different types. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I was very plain, very plain eater. Um, you know, breakfast simple, nothing really changes at breakfast. You know? mm-hmm. I've always eaten you know, oats, um, things like that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, never, I've never kept my food the same, always changed a little bit. But yeah. Food to me has always just been food. Yeah. I don't look at it and be like, oh, you know, sweet, you know, sweet, it's chocolate. Mm-hmm. I just eat it. When you started competing, um, how, how does the nutrition plan go from like the sort of prep phase until you get up to the lead up to the competition? Like how does it vary from the start of training until like the lead up? Because you cut out carbs, like what is it, a couple of weeks before, something uh, like that? We never completely cut out carbs. So we reduce again, it? Again, yeah, we definitely reduce it. It depends on person as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do different things. Yeah. What I did, um, yeah, we did bring back carbs as we got closer to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason, not, nothing to do with losing fat. Carbs have nothing to do with fat. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks, you, you know, if you want to lose weight, you can't eat carbs. You can't eat carbs, <laughs> you can't eat carbs, can't eat fat, so what do you eat? Where are you getting energy from? Yeah. And you can't eat protein, you need to energy. Yeah. So it turns into, you know, glucose eventually in your body mm-hmm. if you have too much of it. Yeah. But um, you got to have energy from something. Mm-hmm. Um, but we cut out carbs mainly just because of it's going to hold water. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. You're mm-hmm. just trying to reduce the amount of water in your body. You're trying to take all the water out of your body. Why is that? Just to look more like Yeah, you can be 3 4% body fat on the stage. Yeah. 10% body fat if you're holding a lot of water. 
Mm-hmm. You look you look terrible. Yeah, okay. Your body look terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you start sweating a lot, especially if you're posing, putting a lot of water. Yeah. Posing ain't easy. It looks easy, but it ain't easy. Yeah. All those poses, you got to practice, man. Yeah. If you want to get a whole poses. And you start sweating if you're on water, mm-hmm. ruining your tan, things like that. But you look yeah. 10 times more dice. Mm-hmm. If you've lost, if you drop most of your water, everybody, it will all of it. Um, but we will, depends on how you're looking, we'll, we'll push carbs up closer to the show. Like, okay. Basically, just to fill up the muscle. Okay, right. Because the thing is, you're trying to hold the water outside of your muscle is going to make you look like fat. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not fat, you know, I can hold pinchy and have no fat, you mm-hmm. look fat just because of the water. It's making you look bloated, fluffy. Yeah. Um, but if the water's inside your muscle, making your muscle look big, that's different. Because mm-hmm. obviously, your muscle made up of a lot of water. Yeah. So that's obviously it's important not to take out all your carbs and not be on no carbs going up to your show. Mm-hmm. You're going to look really flat, you're going to look 10 times smaller than the person next to you. Mm-hmm. So it's just finding that that balance of cutting out carbs and then pushing them back up okay. towards your show. And the thing is, everyone reacts different to carbs. Yeah. You know, someone could go buy a rice cake and hold this water on stage, and someone could go eat 1,000 grams of carbs. Yeah. And not hold any water on stage. Mm-hmm. So that's why the first comp doesn't mean much because it's just really an experiment to see how your body's going to react okay. to a certain amount of food, a certain amount of carbohydrates. Yeah. Um, but I'll say, for me, my protein got really, really high towards the end. Mm-hmm. My carbs got a lot lower. Okay. And then the last few days, I started pushing my carbs up. Right. But if I did it again, I would have probably probably done an extra day without carbs. Okay. But, even, but increased my carbs more in the last few days. Mm-hmm. Have you got plans to compete this year? No. No? Not for a while. Okay. Why is that? You um, just want to get your body to the spot where you're confident yeah. for it. So right now my goal is 2024. Okay. So true. Um, so what, I competed in 2021, which, yeah, yeah. Uh, last year. I did Men's physique, which is not open bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. It was a form of bodybuilding. Um, but I'm going to, my next show will be, will be bodybuilding. Yeah, okay. So before I compete again, I want to make sure when I'm on stage, no one's looking. Yeah, okay. Get yeah, to that point where you know, yeah. 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 Um, so I'll still be classed as a junior. Mm-hmm. Which I still will still, still junior do open as well, but I'll do both. Yeah. Um, Not the confidence, mate. <laughs> Love it. Well, that's two years, mate. Mm-hmm. What a growth. And I've only, I've only done this for a short amount of time. I'm only 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So, Are you 20? Like, yeah. I'm getting the same age, bro. You look about fucking 25, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll be 22. Yeah. And then turn 23 not long after that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I would like to post my 120. What are you weighing now? Uh, probably tick below 100. Yeah, okay, true. So instead of sort of going through that process of getting ready to compete and fucking yeah. up your body, having all these up and down levels of whatever, you want to sort of aim for 2024, just build, 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 build towards that. Exactly. And then that's yeah. when you sort of... I don't want to get off, you know, fat. Mm-hmm. You know, also, if I could say between 10, 15, 15% body fat, that's all. Yeah. I'll be happy. I'll probably about 9, 10% now. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I can stay within that range and get to 120 or over by then and look good, it's not just that way, but I'm just, it's a rough aim I want to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another 20, 25 kilos in my frame will do a lot. Especially, especially, I was injured for the whole, I was injured my whole prep, injured for 12 months. How? I hurt my hip. Yeah. And it wasn't just my hip, it was a long, long story. Mm-hmm. Um, for 10 months, no one knew what was wrong. I saw maybe six specialists, mm-hmm. different people. You know, including physios, you know, doctors, chiros, everything. No one yeah. could figure out what was wrong. I guess I had scans, nothing came up. But I was in an immense amount of pain. I 
I couldn't move, couldn't get out of bed some days. I was still training, but I could never, I couldn't even train my legs. Mm-hmm. My legs grew just from doing cardio and prep, which is insane. Just yeah, because, right. Just because it's a small stimulus that my legs didn't have for about 12 months. Mm-hmm. And just by doing cardio, they grew a little bit. Yeah, right. But only the last six weeks, I've just started to go train legs in 12 months. Heck and I've just gone boom. That's nuts, man. So I've grown a lot in the past six, six weeks. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, so that all that weight I've got on right now is me without growing legs. Without so. legs. You got legs like me at the moment, mate. <laughs> yeah, true. Just a little bit. Different. Are you always in the hypertrophy range, or do you go to like three, four rep range, get that strength and what's power? The, what's, what do you believe hypertrophy? Range? It's like eight to twelve. Yeah, around that. I would say that's the, the nine as a hypertrophy state. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in, there's anything. There's no such thing as an eight to twelve rep range. Okay, so it's uh, just that burn sort of phase. Sort I, of I would, there's there's one hundred ways to do a muscle. Yeah, you know if. Again, everyone's different. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people that can build muscle doing 50 reps. Yeah. I was the best one who build muscle doing six reps. Yeah. It's, it's, it's creating new stimulus to your body. Okay. You know, that, it's, if it's 8-12 reps, create stimulus to your body. That's good. Yeah. Are you, are you doing 8-12 reps and then you them 15? Mm-hmm. That's okay. another thing. Are you going to where you can't go no more? Or are you going, you're stopping short mm-hmm. just because it's 8-12? Right. That's what I don't like is because people are like, no, nah, within that 8-12 to 12 range, mm-hmm. I'll be muscle. Like, I bet you if you did another three reps and went to failure and did 15, that would be a lot more muscle. Okay. So yeah. you see the hypertrophy range is reps to failure? Yeah, I would say reps to failure, to, not always. I don't believe always going to failure. Mm-hmm. I believe it's definitely a tool that's not used enough. I don't think enough people push themselves, mm-hmm. you know, especially... You know, say train legs, you know, people squat, you know, done 10 reps, like you could have done seven, and like, what? But you trust me, your mind gives out a lot, lot more before you believe that. 100%, man. Gives up at about 60%. I don't see anyone training hard. Mm-hmm. There's not many people, you know, yeah. train hard. The ones that do look good. Mm-hmm. So, so you can like, tell which ones train hard. If, if I got someone to do five reps, it made them 10 second reps. That's 50, sec- 50 seconds, under, you know, under mm-hmm. tension. If I got someone doing you know, 10 reps as a second edge, just 10 seconds. Yeah. You know, so what you there's, a, there's a lot of different ways to do a muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, if you did five reps and really, really concentrated through that rep, you know, you know, if it's a slow negative mm-hmm. or, you know, a deep pause or whatever, I bet you'll be a lot more muscle than someone just doing 10 reps on your Yeah. For a second. For sure. Or someone doing 20 reps, you know, whether it's, you know, a cluster set. Of, you know, five, rest for 10 seconds, five, rest for 10 seconds, mm-hmm. five, rest for 10 seconds, five, rest for 10 seconds. And someone just doing that as well. Yeah. Age 12 works, but so does everything else. Yeah. I think it's also intensity is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. If you can hit, you know, execute some of the intensity, whether it's six reps, eight to 12 reps, 15, 30 reps, mm-hmm. you'll create stimulus yeah. to do a muscle if that's your goal. Mm-hmm. It's all it is is your body needs is trying to adapt to a stress. Yeah. You can adapt to a stress at eight to 12 reps. Do it at 15 reps, yeah, because it's like next time we do this, I want to be able to do it, yeah, because it's, it's like it's fighting something that's what it's doing, mm-hmm. it's fighting resistance, yeah. So just, next time it wants to be able to fight the resistance better, yeah, just putting it into shock, sort of thing, yes. and then that's getting more comfortable in that deep water as you go that's on, it. sort of thing. I always say to people get comfortable with being uncomfortable, yeah, that's how you're going to grow. Classic, love that, and I think that's the same that a lot of people will use, but it's true, mm-hmm. you know, it's even in life, yeah, if you stay, if you're comfortable, you're doing something wrong, yeah. You know, you got to get uncomfortable. You can just sit around doing nothing. Where's that going to lead you? Yeah. Like you got to, yeah, I was watching a video yesterday yesterday about cold showers and it's like that um, that moment where you sort of resist and you're like, oh, I should yes. walk away. I, I shouldn't do this. But 
doing that thing that's hard makes everything else so much easier. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And just that one little thing in that day, you just hop in that cold shower, makes a big difference for us today. Mm-hmm. So I just did that. You know, it's, when, it, when it's scary to jump, jump. Yeah. That's another good one. 100%. Because, you know, that's when you jump. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Yeah. You know, you got to take a risk to get, you know, you know, if you took no risk in your life, mm-hmm. you just went by your day, you know, you're not going to be in. You're no. Gonna be, you're going to be the same person you were before. Yeah. If you want to change, you got to do something you haven't done. Mm-hmm. Can't be doing the same shit, expecting oh, different results. Can't, and, can't yeah, and adapt and evolve. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not here to try and just win the lotto. Yeah. <laughs> I don't win the lotto. I'm that lucky. <laughs> yeah, there's no way to read that. Um, yeah, I said this in the podcast as well. Like, you can, as you were saying, wake up every day, do the same thing, and expect things to just turn around one day for you. But you can't wait for the clouds to part. You've got you to move the cloud yourself, mate. Yeah. You've got to evolve every day, try to be better every day. Yeah, there's no there's no right time. There is mm-hmm. no, oh, no, I'll wait till next week because I've got this on. I'll wait next year. Wait yeah. two years. It's like, no, there's never a right time. Start tomorrow, mate. Yeah, start now. There's something, there's always something going on in your life. Mm-hmm. And there's never going to be a good time to start. Yeah. So that's why I just say start now. Start right now. once you start, you start it. Mm-hmm. You're good to go. Yeah. It's just that first step. It's always a first step for everyone, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, get into the gym one. Go yeah. to the gym. Mm-hmm. Get started. Or, you know, what it is, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I want to compete. Compete. Mm-hmm. Compete now. Yeah. Get into that, you know, that routine of doing it. Because once mm-hmm. you're in a routine, a rhythm, you get that momentum. Yeah. You have momentum, you just don't stop. You just keep going. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an important thing, just taking that first step. Dope. Just jumping. For sure. You know? All right, Plonkers. This break in the podcast is to let you know that there are no more audio issues for the rest of the podcast. So you can enjoy the last 35-ish minutes of the podcast without stabbing your ears out. As always, my podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so make sure you go over to those platforms and listen on there. Leave a review and a like rating for me, a star rating. It helps out in the algorithm. Also, if you use TikTok and want to see the clips from the podcast, go follow my TikTok at underscore Druzy. I apologize for the audio issues in this episode. I'm getting a new interface, so this won't happen again. Enjoy the rest of the episode. So, Golden Uni, you're taught through textbooks. This is the way it is. There's no other way. Yeah. You're obviously contrary to that. You've got your own <laughs> theories and whatnot. But here's something that, that they tell you never to never to do. Yep. PEDs, performance enhancing Ooh, drugs. That's a good one. Right? So, obviously. Is that what they teach you? They, well, they tell you that there's, there's categories. So, there's yep. like level... One, two, three, four, or whatever, nor yep. A, B, C, D. Yeah, Level yeah. A is like highly researched, and it's shown that there's evidence that supports that it's useful, it's not going to cause any harm, yep. and that it shouldn't be illegal, whatever. Yep. And then, like, obviously, level D, it's like don't use uh, level C and B. Can't really remember off the top of my head. That's why I've got you here to talk about it, yep. but it's like requires more research or hasn't shown any effect or stuff like that. Don't take them. They're not good. They're and very bad. They're they very are. bad. Nah. I would not say to take them. Nah. So only, obviously would, there's a context to use them and obviously know exactly what you're doing. 100%. And if you're an athlete, if it's banned in your sport, do don't not use, use it. Do, do not, not absolutely it. do not use it's it. It's cheating. Yeah. For bodybuilding, it's not cheating. Yeah. So that, but no, you, I if do you not, were playing basketball, you wouldn't be doing it, obviously. Hell no. Sort of in bodybuilding, it's not too frowned upon, right? Like no. uh, PED use and whatnot. So why is that? Like, why is it not such a taboo thing because that's the only sport mm. probably where it is like that yeah if, it, if it's not the only one it would be one of the only ones mm-hmm. there's there's definitely federations out there which are natural mm-hmm. i say it very lightly yeah because the ones that i know of don't test every single athlete mm-hmm. and i do random tests right and i don't know anyone personally who's been tested 
Yeah, okay. You know? Yeah. So Someone's putting something shady. Yeah. Look, I love the idea of natural lakes because mm-hmm. people who want to be natural and don't want to be on, on gear is awesome. Yeah. Because they can compete at a, nat- a natural level. But when there's people, you know, many people that aren't competing completely natural, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they have to be abusing them to an extent, but, you know, they've got a lot more help than the next person. Yeah. It's not fair. Yeah. And it just puts you, you off a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, In terms of... Things like the IFB, NPC, you know, the most known um, leagues in the world. You mm-hmm. know, everyone knows what the Mr. Olympia is. Yeah. That's NPC, IFB. Yeah. All that is non-tested. Okay. So without promoting it, they're promoting it. Yeah. If that makes sense. They're not saying, you know, publicly take, you know, PEDs. But, but we're not going to check. I'm telling you right now, there's no one who's a pro who's uh, not on PEDs. Yeah. Okay. I'll say, I'll say this roughly, 95% of amateurs who aren't pros who are men are on steroids okay and i'll say 99.99 percent of amateurs who compete in ifb are on something yeah okay what are the if the... that gives you if that gives you an idea of how yeah how you know how much they're used it doesn't i'm not saying they're using a lot or mm-hmm. using small amounts it changes on person you know everyone not everyone knows what they're doing as well. yeah and i'll say that's a lot of people Mm-hmm. from my time in the industry um but it's it's common i'll yeah. I'll, I'll tell you there's that many people out there on peds mm-hmm. that you would never guess yeah and that's just me being in the industry knowing people um and having connections in that way mm-hmm. that there's that many people out there don't don't even bodybuild or don't even train that on peds yeah right it's just it's yeah it's it's out there a lot more than people think yeah it's something what, that i was I gonna ask you what's to. what you said at the start what's in that d category I think it's just like substances that are like could be potentially harmful or bad. Do they have? Do that? Do you know any off the top of your head? I don't. I haven't yeah, looked okay. into it much. Just yeah. um, rote learning, trying to remember it for tests and then yeah. it goes out, sort yeah. of thing. Because obviously everyone has a different opinion mm-hmm. in the industry. What's what's good and bad? Um, yeah, I, I'd say a lot of that would be, probably be accurate. What mm-hmm. you're looking at, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't know what it is, but there's definitely for me, there's definitely categories of things. Yeah. Um. Again, based on research and clinical trials and. Mm-hmm. and things like that you know things only be trialed at certain dosages and people taking 10 times that and saying oh yeah it's been tried i'm like yeah, yeah but you're taking 10 times the amount yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, you know so say with another one psalms i know everyone knows what psalms are mm-hmm. you know, well they d- haven't been describe researched. the like the ones that are used most frequently what they are and what effect they have on your physiology and whatnot it's hard to say which ones are used the most. It's, it's probably be which ones aren't <laughs> <laughs> used the most, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, so what are the more common ones? Well, the, the biggest one will be testosterone. Yeah. That's if anyone's doing any type of cycle, it has to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, nearly everything you take is going to shut your natural production down anyway. Mm-hmm. So you got to be taking testosterone. Okay. Because um, your test will shut down straight away if you take anything else. Right. It just stops producing. So if you take any other sort of ped, your testosterone will shut down. Your natural testosterone will shut down. Yeah. So that's why you always need a base of testosterone mm-hmm. in there. Okay. That's even if you even some people just do testosterone, which mm-hmm. is fine. You know, a lot of people do TRT or HRT, mm-hmm. which is just basically you know um, replacing your natural testosterone mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people out there that even people they don't know that their testosterone is way too low. Yeah. Than what it should be, and they think mm-hmm. they have problems when all it is is you know they might be tired they might not be feeling great yeah you know lack of energy mm-hmm. you know lack of strength and really they just have terrible testosterone levels okay yeah right is there not negative health uh side effects that come with taking 
not not artificial, but like what? Yeah, how do you take testosterone, and what are the sort of negative side effects that could come with that? Uh, it's very. It's genetics is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, dosage. I would say drugs aren't the um the killer. I mean, I wouldn't say killer because they won't kill you. Mm-hmm. If you take it, nothing's going to kill kill you like that. It's it, if it ever killed you, it would be a slow progression over years mm-hmm. of abusing things that would cause damage to certain things. Yeah, but um toxicity comes from dosage okay if that makes sense yeah you know someone can be like i'm on this I'm like cool but how much mm-hmm. you know if you're on you know 10 times someone else's amount and they say they're doing the same thing it's not yeah um obvious most most of uh performing enhancing drugs or steroids are always taken um um in, you know injection yeah okay or you know muscular injection mm-hmm. um some are taken through, you know, sub-Q, you know, in your fat, mm-hmm. underneath your skin, which is very rare, mainly peptides, like, say, growth hormone or yeah, okay. um, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but testosterone is the base. That's, yeah. that's the minimum you're going to use on a cycle. Um, dosage changes, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it can be here or through the, through the roof. Yeah. Side effects, man, is, is the list goes on and on. And, mm-hmm. on. and I, I would say it doesn't depend on so much a drug. It depends on your lifestyle and everything you're doing with it. Okay. Um, is your food on point? You know, is your training on point? Is your sleeping on point? Mm-hmm. Are you recovering properly? Genetics is a big thing. Yeah. I'd say um, a big one would be, say, skin. Um, a lot of people might see people with bad skin mm-hmm. and say he's on steroids. Yeah. And he might be. Mm-hmm. Um, because it does, you know, I'd say maybe 40% of people will get it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a genetic thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, food and all that plays a big part in it, but genetics plays a big part in it. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you've got acne at all, or a little bit of it, or your family has got history of it, you've got a good chance of getting some type of acne. Okay. It can be small, it can be extreme, and again, it just depends on the person. Isn't infertility a pretty big thing with taking testosterone? Uh, no. Is it not? It, it's, it's seemed as it is, it, and it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but Again, genetically sort of thing. Yeah, well, it shut down your, it shut, it shuts your natural production down. That's where, yeah. that's where that infertility bit comes from. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean you can, you always can restart your natural okay. production. People don't, I don't, I think once you, they think once you're on it, that's it. Yeah. That's not true. Mm-hmm. I know people have gotten, you know, their partner pregnant being on cycle. So yeah. It's not, it's not true. Um, you, you still can be fertile. Your infertility, is I would say it's not accurate, but you'll be less infertile. Mm-hmm. You'll be less fertile, sorry. Yeah. Um, but when, if you did a PCT, which is a post-cycle therapy, mm-hmm. um, you went off went off it, used things to, you know, start regulating your natural testosterone again. Um, you, depending on your age, you know, how long you've been doing it, how long you've been abusing it, you mm-hmm. should come back to normal. Yeah. You can't always, I can't say, say if you're 60 years old, it's not going to return the same. Mm-hmm. Well, but if you're young, you're 20, 30, whatever, and you haven't been abusing it for long periods of time, mm-hmm. you do a PCT, you should, you should, doesn't mean you are, you will, you should come back to normal levels or pretty close to it mm-hmm. and you should be, you know, good to go. How much of your capacity, like how much higher does your ceiling get? A lot. Okay. Yep. So it's obviously just building more muscle, which increases your force production and whatnot. Sort it's, of it's, stuff. it's extremely hard to build. If you see anyone on Instagram, any IF, anyone who competes in IFB or IFB Pro, mm-hmm. Um, I don't think people understand how hard that is to get to that type of physique. Yeah. Body can't naturally hold that much muscle tissue mm-hmm. on their frame. There's some genetic freaks out there, one in a billion. Yeah, that may maybe could. Like and I, and I seriously, Randy Orton, those <laughs> sort of guys. 
But is it's in every sport. Yeah. You know, even golf players aren't on steroids. They aren't. They or are. are. They are. Reckon? You think you think about golf, what's involved in golf? Swinging a golf club. Exactly. But you you're trying to enhance your performance, aren't you? Yeah. The difference is bodybuilding it's not cheating. Yeah. And every, the thing is everyone's on it. Everyone who competes is on it. But you know, you can't you can't compete against the best unless you're on it. And it's not say, it's not saying that for an excuse, it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. If you're doing bodybuilding and you want to compete in the IFB, just be aware if you're not on performing enhancing drugs, you will not have a career in it. That's and if and if you decide that's that's your route, you want to be damn sure that's what you want to do. Because mm-hmm. it's a big it's a big life decision. Yeah. Why is it what is like the, the main considerations um, into it? Health. Yeah. One is doing it correctly. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, ninety nine percent of people don't know how to do a cycle. Yeah. Um and they also don't do their blood work. Mm-hmm. Blood work's a big thing. Mm-hmm. You should be doing it every three, four months, in my opinion. Okay. You need to see where your lipids are, you need to see where your blood counts at, you need to see where your, your liver enzymes are at, you need to see where your kidney functions at. Because all those, all the things you can take can have effect on those. Yeah. Um. My my bloods have always been good. Mm-hmm. Um. Doesn't mean they can't, they won't, you know, they will be in the future. But you always got to look at your bloods and be like, be aware okay. of it. Some things are always going to be elevated because just ju- you're in a super physiological state. Mm-hmm. So other things have got to come up with it. Yeah. You know? So last time I did my blood test, my my test was like thirty six hundred nanograms per deciliter. Mm-hmm. Right, naturals five hundred to seven hundred. Okay, roughly right, mm-hmm. and that wasn't on anything insane. Yeah, I was taking either at the time. Everything else was good. My lipids were good. My HDL I think was down by point one. Mm-hmm. My LDL was perfect. Um, I would say when it comes to cholesterol, cholesterol is a lot more food dependent. Okay, yeah. Um, than than drugs. Drugs will affect your your cholesterol, but mm-hmm. it'll affect it a lot more. If your if your food's terrible, is that just like high saturated fat and stuff like that yeah. that it comes with? Or? Yeah, fats are a big big part of it, mm-hmm. but I think saturated fats are, are um are not as bad as people think. Okay, I think it's just the amount of saturated fat we eat mm-hmm. these days is way too much. Right. Okay. Um, because you can make an argument saturated fats are good for you, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to make that argument today. Yeah, because <laughs> I've got a mixed opinion about it. But it's just food in general, man. If you're yeah. eating shit food every day. And you go get your bloods done, and you're on you're on gear, and you're drinking. You're not going to have good lipids. Yeah. Um, but my my LDL was really good, and mm-hmm. I was vegan at that point. Okay. Still, and even talking to my GP, he believed there's a big reason why my cholesterol's is good. But my I'd say your HDL gets affected a lot more okay. from um, performing enhancing drugs. Yeah. Um, that's less that's, likely to. And that's cause, your good, that's your yeah. good cholesterol. Yeah, your LDL is your bad cholesterol. Mm-hmm. So low density lipids, high density lipids, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. All right. Other than testosterone, which well, so what, what's the effects of testosterone? Just basic. So increased muscle strength. Yes. Increased muscle hypertrophy. Yep. What else have we got? Every, well, it's, it's everything. If if you think about what you are as a person, mm-hmm. it's going to enhance you a lot more. Okay. So you probably you probably hear roid rage. Yeah. You know, everyone if you're on steroids or you roid rage. Mm-hmm. It's not. Tr- it's not exactly true. Yeah. You don't get this this rage or this anger out of nowhere. I'll say if you're an angry person, mm-hmm. you're gonna be a lot more angry. Yeah. Okay. If you if you're a lot more emotional person, you're gonna be more emotional. Okay. <laughs> so it brings out more of who you are. Right. You think because you're thinking enhance is enhancing who you are. Yeah. You know, say if you you're more prone to going um bold, mm-hmm. it'll happen quicker. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or if you're more prone to having you know gray hair. Will start to come on quicker. Just accelerates. It accelerates thing. growth, yeah. right? Which can be it doesn't mean just muscle. It can mean like hair. You know, you might lose. You know, it, you can have hair loss, mm-hmm. hair growth. 
just from height, just the high levels of androgens in your body. Because yeah. it could, can cause hair loss and hair growth, which is mm-hmm. weird. Um, but they're just different receptors in your body. So yeah. when you, you might lose, you know, hair, you know, your hairline might go back, mm-hmm. which mine hasn't, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, you know, you might get, you know, grays in your hair yeah. quicker or you might, you know, have more hair growth. Is it like, true that you ball shrink? No. Okay. No. That is, it's, it's not exactly true. Yes, they can. Yeah. Over a long period of time. Because mm-hmm. the reason it is because you're not producing testosterone anymore. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So over a lot, if you do it for a long period of time and don't come off, obviously like we don't need to be anymore. Yeah. We don't need to, you know, we don't need to be this big because we don't need to produce testosterone mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Without going too, too, too much detail, mine have not changed. Mm-hmm. But if I, I <laughs> say, all the detail, fam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if I did it for an extended period of time and kept going, keep going, keep going, don't have a break, yeah. they probably would. Okay. But the biggest one is, you know, you, you know, you get a smaller dick. Yeah. It's just not possible. Yeah. It doesn't make no sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> I think that must come from, you know, you, you know, your balls get smaller or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, bodybuilders have small dicks. I'm like, I don't know what bodybuilders you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> your dick's not producing testosterone, is it? No, but you've, if you're, you're replacing it with testosterone. Yeah. You know, exogenously. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, you when you're on testosterone, you're a lot more, you're a lot more horny. Mm-hmm. A lot more. Because yeah. your testosterone's to the roof. Yeah. You know? So I don't know how. He's a horny man. <laughs> <laughs> Say less. No. no, but yeah, it enhances who you are a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so in every way, it's yeah strange that that's a, a thing in bodybuilding that sort mm. of it's not really regulated. It's Do you think normal. there's room? I've got to sort of question this carefully, but like, is there anything that sports could take from bodybuilding in terms of performance enhancing drug use, if that makes sense? You mean if sports take it on? Yeah, like I, take I, it I, on. Or, what do you th- think? I think it's got a place mm-hmm. in sport. And I think it's, it's going to sound very controversial, mm-hmm. but I'll, try, I'll explain what to say. It's healthy. Okay. Not, not abusing performing enhancing drugs, mm-hmm. but you think of the amount of work we do, the amount of inflammation we produce, the amount of, you know, the the work we put on these days like, yeah. is insane. Mm-hmm. You know, the, if you look at UFC fighters, the amount of training they do, mm-hmm. you know, they need, they need help. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't just recover that quick mm-hmm. after doing weight training sessions. You've done it, you know, three, four hours on the pads, mm-hmm. just doing that every single day. You can't do that. Okay. We're, we as bodybuilders, we're breaking down muscle tissue every single day to an extreme mm-hmm. and, and promoting inflammation in our body yeah. to an extreme. Um. It's only helping that. Yeah, okay. That's why being natural is really hard to put on muscle because you're, mm-hmm. you're creating a lot of inflammation in your body yeah. with nothing to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and your body is it's an un- unnatural thing. Yeah. It's, most sports are unnatural to the body. 100%. You know? So Definitely. with unnatural sport, it's got to come something unnatural to be able to help that. Yeah, that you makes know? sense. Because you're, you're trying to do everything in a natural way. Mm-hmm. We're not meant to be here to fucking, you know, be 120, 130 kilos. Yeah. We're not meant to fight people to an ex, you know the yeah. extreme and do the all that type of training mm-hmm. to be able to fight people like that yeah you know, like ufc mm-hmm. it's not we're not meant to do it yeah so i i think there is a place to an extent i think um other sports don't need to abuse anywhere near like bodybuilders do mm-hmm. another sport it's in though is powerlifting as well yeah powerlifting okay. is it's similar to bodybuilding mm-hmm. but i'd say the lead up to a competition is totally different okay if that makes sense the baseline mm-hmm. is is very similar in terms of what what they use mm-hmm. but the lead up is very different in what they take because yeah, okay. obviously the outcome's different you know you're trying to lift just as most weight as you possibly can yeah you know um and the other ones you're trying to look you know as lean as shredded as big as you can mm-hmm. you know holding 
you know, as minimal water as you can on the so stage. So what, what, how do they differ? Um, depending on obviously the substance, you know, mm-hmm. some, sub, some substances will make you hold water. Yeah. Um, so a lot of, a lot of those substances will go okay. through a prep. So we don't hold any water mm-hmm. and obviously ones will help harden your tissue more. Yeah. Um, and, um, also make you, you know, what are examples with, of substances that make you shredded sort of thing? I'll say, I'll give you the, the best ones for say going to a show. Mm-hmm. I'll just listen, no dosages or anything. I'll listen. Um, Testosterone is always in there, mm-hmm. just as a base. It needs to be in there. It can hold water, yeah, um, because it converts to estrogen in your body. Okay, um, and estrogen, you know, obviously causes water retention in your body. Drostanolone, mm-hmm. um, which is people know as masteron, okay, is also another one used there. It doesn't convert to estrogen, so it doesn't hold water. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's known as like a, a muscle hardener, okay, and it's uh, derived from DHT, right, um, and then also. You say primabolone um, is another one, which is another DHT derivative. Um, and then the one which is used a lot and would probably be in your D class mm-hmm. is trenbolone. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No, I or haven't. Tren. Okay. Um, it's, it's definitely not a nice substance to use. Okay. If you want to crash all your blood work, it's a good way to do it. Right. It's toxic sort of stuff. Yeah, it is very... Your body doesn't, doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. It tries to reject it nearly. It, it feels like that. If you are, if you ever on trend, it will feel like you're trying to re- reject it. Okay. Um. So that's very very harsh. Mm-hmm. But again, it's also dosage dependent. Yeah. Most studies on trend are being done at like 50 milligrams. Okay. People on 500. Yeah. If that Jesus makes sense, Christ. which is insane. Yeah. Which I will never tell anyone to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. It's just not needed mm-hmm. for what for what you're using it for. So those are mostly injectables. They're probably the main ones will be used through a prep mm-hmm. um and then a lot of orals get used through prep, yeah which are a lot worse okay a lot worse because it affects your gut biome and stuff it affects like that. your liver a lot more okay so when you when you take anything um through an injection um it goes through your liver once mm-hmm. obviously when you take something orally it'll go through your liver twice okay so your liver enzymes will come up a lot more right any type of oral mm-hmm. um main main orals use things like um winstrol Mm-hmm. Um, Anavar, so they're they're two anabolic steroids, mm-hmm. but are used for cutting. They're hard, you know. Winstrol is more of a hardening agent. Okay. agent. They're both anabolic. Anavar is yep. a lot less stress on your liver. It metabolizes more through your kidney mm-hmm. than your liver. Um, I would say they're your main two anabolic um, s- steroids used through a prep. Mm-hmm. And then you got other ones like clenbuterol. I don't know if you've heard of that before. No. Which is like uh, a fat fat loss compound okay um not great for your heart mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of women use it because yeah. it's not it doesn't have any androgenic effects because it's not a steroid mm-hmm. um but it's actually used for asthma okay um i might need to get some of that fam <laughs> <laughs> but even say in china it's it's put in the same class as cocaine yeah okay because it it makes you very fidgety um you, mm-hmm. you have shakes your heart rate increases your metabolism goes through the roof mm-hmm. um, that's what's useful um, more more things would be thyroid medication. Yeah, okay. so like T three and T four mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, um, which I personally don't like. Yeah, I don't think you should really be um, fucking around with your thyroid yeah. too much because it's it's one thing if you if you know you fuck your thyroid it's really hard to get back. Yeah, and it's not worth it. Yeah, and your metabolism after if you don't come back off it right is never going to be the same. Yeah, if you if you do it wrong. Because mm-hmm. obviously you're increasing your metabolism a lot yeah. by taking those thyroid medications. Mm-hmm. And you pull it out straight away, 
your body's not going to like it. Yeah. And, you know, you finish your prep, you're just going to start putting on fat. Yeah, for sure. Way. So, they would say they're the main ones. Mm-hmm. There's obviously more where people might chuck in, chuck out, stuff like that. Yeah. Not everyone will use all those things mm-hmm. at once or use them at all. You know, they could just be on two of them or yeah. all of them. But that's what I mean. It's very, someone could be doing one of those things or someone could be doing eight, nine different compounds. Yeah. So, it's different when someone says, oh, I'm on that or I'm enhanced because there's an extent. Yeah. You know, you like, you know when someone's, all of someone's on drugs, like, what do you want? You know, I drink alcohol and the next person, you know, does heroin. Yeah. You know, it's it's different. It's mm-hmm. still a drug, but it's a, the extent you're yeah. doing it to. Okay. You know, so someone might do, you know, 10 times the testosterone I'm taking, mm-hmm. but we're both enhanced still. Yeah. But no one sees that, you know, he's taking 10 times more. Yeah. It's me. yes or no. But are you one of the, but are you don't, not? the yeah. thing is in, in the industry, you don't ask people, are you natural or are you not natural? Yeah. You know, cause it's just, you just assume mm-hmm. and you don't really care either anyway. Cause you're yeah. all doing it for the same reason, mm-hmm. to, you know, to compete and do all that. You're not like, oh, you're on 10 times more than me or you're, I'm on half, half the amount as you and I look better than you. Yeah. No one cares about what you're on. Mm-hmm. Cause at the end of the day, it's over, it looks better. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you take. Mm-hmm. It's whoever looks better at the end of the day. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. To but get, you also yeah. want to. You also want to be living by the time you get on that stage. Too. Yes, you yeah. know. And long longevity is a big thing. If you mm-hmm. want to be in the industry for a long time and compete for a long time, you got to be smart. But what you do? How do bodybuilders from back in sort of the Arnie era? How have they pulled up from using PEDs to th- now? It's a lot different. Okay. To, well, obviously, I wasn't there back in the day yeah but i would imagine it's a lot different now obviously there's a lot more around yeah there's a lot more research Mm -hmm. around you know they what they eight 80s roughly yeah around that era you know that's another 40 years of research Mm -hmm. behind you know steroids have been around for a long long time yeah a lot of them Mm -hmm. you know a long long time that's the thing all these say psalms which is a very newish type of thing Mm -hmm. right now which is still a PED. Like people, some people still think they're natural, they take yeah. it, which they're not, because it's still a performing enhancing drug, mm-hmm. which is not a steroid. Yeah, they don't have much research behind. Okay, at all. Mm-hmm. Most nearly, I would say there might be a few uh, human clinical trials on it, but there's yeah. not many. Not long ago, there was not one. Mm-hmm. All done on um on rats. Yeah. Okay. So you can you can buy them offline legally, mm-hmm. but they're not for human consumption. Yeah. Right. So I'll I'll personally never take them until I see any type of hard evidence and a lot of it as you should because there should be long-term studies on everything that you put into your body mate. 100 you, you know, you know what i mean i know what you mean <laughs> i know what you mean no but most nearly all steroids have always been using a medical application they didn't make yeah. them for bodybuilders yeah absolutely no one would make drugs just you know to do bodybuilding yeah you know so it's always been used in a medical um you know field mm-hmm. um everything most most things a lot of things are used for muscle wasting diseases yeah um cancer Mm-hmm. things like that you know testosterone replacement or hrt hormone replacement yeah things like that um so it's all it's obviously just used at a different different dosage and different level mm-hmm. but they're always made not for bodybuilding yeah that's what people don't understand these are is medicine yeah and yeah you're you just know? manipulating it to you suit are. your benefit or so your purpose using, sort of thing. we're using medicine to basically you know help ourselves recover help ourselves build muscle yeah you know to be better mm-hmm. but it's just the extent you're using that too because it's still a drug at the end of the day yeah but people, I don't think people see it as a medicine. Yeah, they when see really, it as a ped. That's what it is, isn't it's it? It's got a massive taboo against it, right? It does. It like, does. Um, Do I look dead, unhealthy? No. No. Yeah, the <laughs> But opposite. someone who takes them might because they just don't take care of themselves. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, I don't, I'm not afraid to say I'm on performing enhancing drugs mm-hmm. because there's, damn, there's a lot of people out there that are. Yeah. And a lot of them will say they're not. Mm-hmm. And even if they say they're not, I'm going to say, oh, you are. I already know that, but I yeah. don't care. I don't care if you're on 
PDs or not. I don't yeah. ask someone next to me, oh, do you do, you do cocaine? Yeah. You know, do you smoke weed? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's your choice. It's your body. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge you for something you put in your body. But yeah. just don't judge me for something I put in mine. Yeah. Mate, I never saw myself doing this. Yeah. Like, you know, I've got a massive phobia of needles. Yeah, right. Extreme phobia. True. Like, when I was going through uh, high school or even just school, primary yeah. school in general, I used to have seizures. Yeah, okay. Not from taking them. Just looking at them and being there. It. Yeah. Like I've I've had places when I was at woodwork at school and I mm-hmm. fainted because I'm like, oh my God, if I cut myself with rust, I'm going to need a tennis shot. My brain just gone. <laughs> Faint, you know, Night-night. seizure. Yeah. You know, I was I remember I was in singing class once in primary school and we were like, you know, singing together and it was just, for some reason, I thought of a needle. Gone. Blacked out. Jesus That's how God. extreme my phobia was. Don't do it now then. So when people say it's just, I'm doing it the easy way out, I'm like, no, I'm not. Because every time I put this in my body, I really don't want to. Because mm-hmm. I... I hate them more than anything. Yeah. Not because I hurt, because they, they don't. Everyone just thinks a phobia. I hurt. It's just a phobia, man. Mm-hmm. I think it was since I was four years old and had a few needles when I was four. I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. But I think from then is when I've just had that phobia. Yeah. So, there must have been some type of trauma behind it. Yeah. And it just made me resist any type of needle. Like if I got stabbed, mm-hmm. you know, with a knife, I wouldn't not I wouldn't care. Yeah. But that doesn't phase me in my, my mind. Yeah. Being touched by a little, you know. Mm-hmm. half inch you know 25 gauge needle yeah, yeah it phases me a lot <laughs> you know <laughs> that's nuts but yeah let's make that clear do not take performance enhancing drugs and I'm not a doctor either and he's not a doctor either but no. um, yeah for bodybuilders it is required if you want to get to that elite level yes. do you only see yourself doing bodybuilding like is that your only thing or would you go into like strongman stuff no, or I would never. I would, powerlifting I've got a lot of respect for but mm-hmm. I would never do it okay Um, just because I don't enjoy it yeah not because I'm not strong. I'm not strong. I'm definitely, if I trained that way, mm-hmm. yeah, I could definitely get to that level. Yeah. Like say, I could go do a powerlifting mate and just do bench press and probably do very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. But that, I'm just naturally strong at pressing. Yeah. Um, But I just don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy just picking up weight and just doing one rep. Yeah. I enjoy, you know, the look. I enjoy, you know, pushing myself to like the absolute limit. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing how far I can push my body before it breaks. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't enjoy just putting, put, picking one, you know, weight up once and just chucking it down and that's done. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd enjoy watching it and I'll go watch, you know, a powerlifting meet or something like that. But mm-hmm. myself, not. Nah. Yeah. I'll always be bodybuilding. If I'm mm-hmm. bodybuilding, if I'm coaching, it'll be bodybuilding. So you've got a clear vision mm. of where you want to be mm. and where you want that path to lead down. But what could you have done differently five years ago? What advice would you have given to yourself to sort of improve where you are now? Nothing. Nothing. No. You've done it, mate. I don't have regrets, mate. Yeah. I would say five years ago, I would. I, I don't like going back because I always think if I change one thing, my whole life's changed today. Yeah, okay. You know, you ever see like a movie or TV show, they change one little thing, go back, change one little thing. Yeah. They come back, it's totally different. Not the same. One thing changes a lot of things in life. You know, yeah. If I, there's a lot of things, you know, I didn't like what happened or <laughs> things, what you know, hurt or trauma, but it's, it's made me who I am today. Yeah. And the thing is, if I went back five years ago and changed it today, I don't know who I'd be today. Mm-hmm. Is there any advice that you'd give to yourself though? Like, no. Not at all? No. Even like, I don't know, lessons that you've learned that, or do you just say, that shaped me for who I am yeah, now? Yeah, I hate thinking, I would hate to think, you know, I wish I did something different. Yeah. I probably would. I probably do. But mm-hmm. I just don't like thinking that way. And okay. I don't think, I don't think you should think that way. Mm. I think it's really unhealthy. You know, yeah. I hear, there's actually a lot of people say, I wish I started earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, who might be older than me because, you know, I wish I started at your age. That's one thing I get a lot. Yeah. Like, just be happy you started. Yeah. Okay. You know, because a lot of people would never start. Or n- there's a lot of people out there that never have a purpose. Mm-hmm. 
or find their purpose. Yeah. Or never do something they love. Yeah. So when someone finds it and be like, oh, fuck, I wish I did this earlier. I'm like, nah, be happy that you found it. Yeah. Okay. You know, and be happy, you know, because not many people get that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people live, you know, go through life not finding what they love to do, yeah. not finding their why. They might think they did yeah. or just, you know, fluff around, but they didn't actually find what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So when you get that, be happy and don't, don't be a regret to be like, oh, I wish five years ago that I, I did this because mm-hmm. I could be there quicker. Yeah. Yeah, but everyone could say that. If I was six foot six and black, you know, I could be, <laughs> I could be Michael Jordan, bro. Yeah. You know, but I'm not. I'm, I, that didn't happen. Yeah. You know, I didn't, you know, I don't have those genetics. Yeah, that's so, fair. But yeah, so just be grateful where you are and be grateful for the journey that got you there because that's the one thing I enjoy more than the result mm-hmm. is a journey. The grind is you the know, dream. I stepped on stage, man, for like, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. You know, I prepped for a lot longer than that. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I just want to get there. Just be, on the day, you just like, want to get this over with. Mm-hmm. You don't actually want to get on stage. You don't care about it anymore. Yeah. You're just like, I want to get on the stage, get this over, eat some Krispy Kremes, eat some donuts, yeah. eat some brownies, go eat some pizza, some burgers, some chips. Because <laughs> all you can, you know, it was yeah. about, and then you're like, fuck, it was actually about the journey. Yeah. Not the destination. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the destination is what makes that journey. Yeah. Because you're like, I want to get there. That's a drive, right? Yeah. yeah. You, and you're like, I wanna, I'll do anything to get there. Then you get there, you're like, I did all that. And that's what that was about. The yeah. journey. Like when you look back at life, you got to death, didn't you? Mm-hmm. That's where you finish. Yeah. We didn't do all this to get there. No. So it was about when you get, when you're like on your deathbed, you're like, that journey is pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? For sure. That's why I'm like, make your journey awesome. Because mm-hmm. when that book closes, no one cares what happened at the end. Yeah. You know, everyone wanted, everyone's like, oh, I want to get to the end. And then like, oh, that's it. So yeah. why, why make that book as good as it can be through the whole thing? Enjoy the journey. You know, enjoy the journey. You know, yeah. there's rough parts, peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got to be happy with the person you are. Yeah. And if you're not, you're going to make changes. 100%. But don't regret regret what happened in your past because that made you who you are. That's today. Big. You know I what like I mean? that. Yeah, for sure. Kobe said that in his retirement speech. Oh, the- I might have copied him. No, <laughs> <Grind> is- <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it's, it's true. He's one of the goats. Nah, the grind, the grind is yeah, the exactly. dream. You got to put in that work. Like, I think Frank Lampard, who played for Chelsea, like his goal was to always win the Champions League or the Premier yep. League or something like that. And then he held up the trophy and he's like, What's this pot doing in my hand? It's just a piece of plastic, man. Yeah. Or whatever it is. It's yeah. a material item. It's that, that's the the goal that you're trying to reach to become the best person that you want to be. Yeah. Like that, that is the motivating factor, but it's, yeah, the, the days that you wake up early and you put in that graft and yep. you find yourself and then you become a better person. That's yeah. your actual end goal, trying to become exactly. the best person possible. It's not to get that little tin pot or a medal around your neck. Like, yeah, yeah it's the experience that you go through in life to get there and whatnot. 100%. Um, so having said that, where do you want to lead to in five years? Like in five years mm. time, you'll be 25. You'll Shit. be a year into your competing I by will, then. Yep. Where, what do you want to be? Where do you want to be with Doldy Physiques, your career, your competing, just everything in general, your business and whatnot? I'd like, by 25, I'd, I would definitely th- like to think I'm a pro. Mm-hmm. I, would, I don't want to be a pro too early because yep. I don't want to be, become a pro, go compete, you know, in America, over you know wherever it is, and come you know last. Mm-hmm. You know everyone's so excited. Oh, I'm a pro, and they stop. Yeah, because they've got that title. You know, mm-hmm. after be pro or ICN pro, they're like, look at me, I'm a pro. Yeah, I'm like cool. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> who becomes a pro and doesn't go compete? You yeah. Know? So when I become a pro, I want to be competitive. I want to be you know look like a pro. Mm-hmm. So by 25, I would hope that's the case. Yeah. So like I said, when I'm 22, um, in 2024, mm-hmm. I'd like to compete again. And I'd like to think I'd be pretty close. Yeah. I know that's pretty young to become a pro, but there's people that have done it. Mm-hmm. And two years of growth, you know, I've just, the last two years have been insane, you know, 30 mm-hmm. odd kilos in two yep. years of lean tissue. 
mm-hmm. I won't do that again because you just can't grow the same yeah. as you go. But if I got, you know, even 60%, 50% of that, it's a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes a big difference, especially when you're, you're lean and you put on that lean tissue. Big difference. So in five years, I'd like to be a pro. I'd, I'd hope I'd be able to travel to uh, different countries to compete. That'd be nice. That'd be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Let me out, please. <laughs> maybe, maybe another reason I'm not competing right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love to travel the world. I'd love to possibly live in a different country mm-hmm. um, and do what I love Yeah. Uh, with people I love. Um, but the number one thing for me in five years is me to still be doing what I love mm-hmm. with passion, you know, be healthy, um, make sure my family's healthy, yeah. happy, taken care of. Um, and mate, if all those things are happening, if I'm doing what I love, if I'm passionate with what I'm doing, I'm doing well at what I'm passionate with what I'm doing and everyone's healthy and happy, I'm, I'm a happy man. You'll be exactly where you want to be. Uh, exactly. I just want to be the best I can be in bodybuilding. And if I can keep doing that and give it my all, when I'm there, and uh, damn right, I will be there. Um, that's all. That's all I ask. You've got it. You've always had that drive. I remember in high school, just yeah, like going out, doing your coaching so early on, like being an athlete early on. Like you've mm. always had this drive, and yeah, you're 20 years old, and there's not many people like you at this age that have that drive and that focus and that purpose, and mm. especially to already have four years of experience mm. working towards that like yeah, definitely it's massive it's gonna hold you in good stead yeah it's a bit weird to think i've been doing it for like this the whole thing for you know over four years yeah you know um 20 years old man yeah, people bo- don't bodybuilding until your age. bodybuilding you know two years i've probably been unnatural for a year and a half mm-hmm. maybe yeah um i still knew about a lot of it before i started and i've if anyone ever does it, I would suggest doing the same thing or make make sure you have someone that knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. not just guessing. Yeah. It's very, very important. Um, but that whole year and a half of being on stuff, I've been healthy, yeah. happy, good, you know. You mm-hmm. have you learn a lot as you go. Um, you might, you know, you might change things as you go, but like, oh, I should have done that a bit better. Uh, but it's part of the journey, mm-hmm. isn't it? Learn, you know, live and, live and you learn. That's it, 100%. We'll finish the podcast here. Thanks for coming on. Is there anything no that you'd like to plug or anything before we before we sign off? Not really, just thank you for having me, man. And I'm sure we'll do this again another day. I'd love to do it when my interface works again. <laughs> That'd be sweet. But yeah, um, thanks for coming on. Go no check worries, out man. Zach's IG, Dirty Physiques. Go follow it up and uh, watch this space. See where this big man is in a few years. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you next week. Take Cheers, care. Bye.